I started to have chest pain and I was responsible as a doctor. I went to the doctor. They told me, you're a typical type A personality, junior faculty member, take an antacid, lay off the chocolate. I followed orders for like a week. It didn't get better, so I added the chocolate back on, right? (laughs) Good doctor, yeah. But then it slowly started to progress that I couldn't swallow and I was having severe disabling chest pain. Started to have these panicked episodes in the middle of the night where I got up and I could no longer breathe. That's Dr. Romy Mustak. And this is the Depression Detox Show. Welcome back to the Depression Detox Show, where we share ideas and stories to help you live a happier life. I am your host, Malik Josephs. Happy Tuesday. Appreciate you joining me today with our newest featured speaker gracing our virtual stage. She is a board certified neurologist and author and international sought after speaker on stress management. And today, She's on the show to give us some staggering statistics about stress as it relates to our health. Then she's going to share how she survived career burnout and a life-changing surgery. And then lastly, she'll share what she believes will help us avoid getting stress-related illnesses. So without further ado, here's Dr. Romy Mushtaq. Enjoy. So I start from this place of defining your chaos and that dark, shameful secret that a lot of us try to sweep under the rug. What are all the things that are stressing me out? It's everybody else's fault. But the truth of the matter is that whatever is happening in our lives can create this perception that I'm a prisoner in my own life and a prisoner in my own mind. When stress is simply not what's happening out there, but it's how I'm perceiving what is coming at me and how I'm coping with it. Anybody fly through the busiest airport in the world? Know what that is? Any guesses? I I heard London, what else? Chicago, no, busiest airport in the world. Atlanta Hartsfield Airport. Yes, I heard that from a couple of you, yeah. I had the honor of meeting the chief operating officer there and on a clear day, 120 to 140 flights fly in and out of Atlanta every hour. Our brains process more information than this in three seconds flat. There is an area of the brain known as the amygdala. I call it the airport traffic control center of our brain. It is the powerful relay station that's figuring out, "Mm, am I comfortable sitting on the chair? What is the temperature of this room? What is that next point that Dr. Romy is making that I need to remember? What can I let go? Every emotion, every sensation, everything you need to convert from intermediate to short-term to long-term memory goes through this airport traffic control center. But what happens when we're under physical or emotional stress, a concept known as inflammation. You can hear of some of these, the stress hormones in the brain go up, and what happens? We start to lose sleep, 
kind of poor nutrition, and a little bit of emotional distress. I have this question because I do this for a living now speaking. Does anybody in this room actually crave something like kale and arugula with olive oil when you're stressed out? <laughs> anybody? Oh, uh, one hand. Okay, I, I want to learn about your brain after this when you're talking. I had an audience about this size at Microsoft last December, and they, they you know, a bunch of STEM folks, they like to play stump the brain scientist. And somebody stands up and was like, yo, Dr. Romy, I crave carrots when I'm stressed out. Could you explain that? And I just kind of sat there with the blood draining from my face trying to rack every medical study in my brain. And I thought, carrots, sir? He was like, yeah, you know that container at the grocery store that has the apples and the carrots already chopped up for you with this really good caramel apple dipping sauce? <laughs> yeah. Well, I'll tell you this, coming from the Midwest and having worked there, we have some fabulous state fairs, and we all must be stressed because the top stressed craving foods are all found there. If you're not part of my tribe where chocolate is medicine, the next most commonly craved food when we're stressed is salty, your potato chips, carbohydrates, fried foods, i.e. the deep fried Oreo cookies, and the cheese and carbohydrate combos, i.e. pizza, right? This is actually what happens when we're there. What is that concept? Inflammation. Some of you may have heard this. We're talking about it more and more in the media. It seems like every time I'm on air on the weekends, there's another study coming out and saying that this problem of inflammation that starts in the airport traffic control center you know, has runways that controls every other organ and hormone system in our bodies. And that inflammation is actually what's at the root of the major diseases that are burdening our lives and the healthcare system today. Heart from heart disease to cancer, Alzheimer's, autoimmune disease, arthritis, the list goes on and on. And this is the foundation of integrative and functional medicine, all based in science. So you're thinking now, well, how do I know if that's me? Well, if you come to see us in clinic at the Center for Natural and Integrative Medicine in Orlando or any other clinic like this, there's a battery of labs we can collect looking for markers of inflammation in your blood, in your urine, your hormones, test your heart rate variability. It all sounds rather complicated, but here are three simple questions that I know the integrity of the airport traffic control center in your brain. The first place it starts is in our circadian rhythm and our management of sleep. So I answer one of these three questions. You can do this personally. Do you have difficulty falling asleep because you can't shut your thoughts off in your mind? Do you wake up in the middle of the night, maybe to use the restroom, but you find you can't go back to sleep? Now you're just wide awake, so you're like, let me just answer a few emails or run a load of laundry before the kids get up, right? Or you may be telling me, Doc, I get that prescribed six to eight hours of sleep, but I wake up feeling exhausted like I got ran over by a semi-truck. Yeah, those are the ones that I worry about you the most. Find me after the lecture and we'll chat, right? These is how I know your airport traffic control center is off. Now, from time to time, when we all have deadlines, you know, this can happen. But if this is happening for more than three to five days in a row, it's a signal that the inflammation has taken over and that the paradigm of medicine is now changing. That the three, four top Causes of hospitalizations and death for men and women in the United States are no longer based on one condition, obesity. But that one imbalance of inflammation is leading to people that have a myriad of problems like depression, heart disease, cancer, and diabetes. Why am I talking to you all about this and so passionate? Because the Center for Disease Control, running their last workplace study, 
in 2015, measuring how stressed we are in the United States, found that 90% of outpatient doctor's office visits are due to stress-related illnesses. So that if we managed our stress, we wouldn't be seeing the doctors as much. And what was the number one thing that was bringing individuals to the office complaining of stress? Was our jobs. So I don't just tell this to you as a brain doctor and a medical journalist, but I share this story with you as a patient. I thought, well, maybe only my mom and my aunties will figure it out that I wasn't handling my stress very well. I started to have chest pain, and I was responsible as a doctor. I went to the doctor. They told me, you're a typical type A personality, junior faculty member, take an antacid, lay off the chocolate. I followed orders for like a week. It didn't get better, so I added the chocolate back on, right? (laughs) Good doctor, yeah. But then it slowly started to progress that I couldn't swallow, and I was having severe disabling chest pain started to have these panicked episodes in the middle of the night where I got up and I could no longer breathe. I was choking on my own saliva and vomit. It turns out that I have a rare medical disorder known as achalasia, affects about one to 1.5 million people in the United States. But because I was not managing my own stress and chronically sleep deprived, that inflammation from the brain and the way it innervates the gut made it so severe that by the time I got diagnosed, I had precancerous lesions in the esophagus and required emergent surgery at the University of Washington in Seattle. It was in that moment I sat there in that cloud of dark shame, not worried am I going to die in my early 30s from cancer, but wondering how did I get here? So if you're having that moment in your life right now, I am here today as your personal wake-up call. I was so focused on everything going on on outside of me, my job, my failed marriage, my finances, that I forgot to stop and look within. I underwent surgery, complete reconstruction. Thankfully, there was no cancer. They thought I would need several more surgeries. I went back home to Danville, Illinois to recover and take time off from work and figure out what I was gonna do next. And that was when I finally listened to my mom and my aunties. And I started to pray and meditate and do yoga. And I noticed I didn't need all of that pain medication after surgery. And that dark, deep depression and anxiety, I was lifting out of it. It sent me on a journey around the world, working with some of the most masterful meditation teachers, yoga teachers, and Ayurveda doctors to learn these concepts of Eastern medicine for my own healing. And as I got better, how could I not think as a doctor, why am I not doing this for my own patients suffering from brain and mental health conditions? I came back to the United States, decided to transition away from neurology into integrative medicine and figure out how to bring both of them together. And this is where we are. So what would a brain doctor who advocates mindfulness and meditation tell you is a personal solution to help you and your business bottom line heal the stress and shift from chaos to calm? We come back to this concept of mindfulness, that I am present here in this moment with you. And how do I carry that on into my health and into business? It's one of my healing guiding principles that meditation is medicine for the mind. Big thanks to Dr. Romy Mustak for stopping by. If you'd like to connect with her and her work, you can go to her website, 
drromi.com. That is also her Instagram and her YouTube channel. And her latest book, actually, her book that will be released next year in January 2024, which you can pre-order, is entitled The Busy Brain Cure, The Eight-Week Plan to Find Focus, Tame Anxiety, and Sleep Again. And I got this clip from YouTube. It is entitled Mindful Leadership, Navigating Chaos to Calm, Dr. Romy Speaker, MDRT, Top of the Table 2017. And everything I just mentioned, along with a link to today's entire talk, will be in the show description below so you can go and check that out. All right. Don't forget to follow the show, share it, or better yet, leave a rating and review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify Podcasts. We've been getting a few more this week, and it's been really, really great to see. So I thank you to all of you who have left a review, and I really, really appreciate you. All right. That is a wrap for me. I hope you have a wonderful rest of your day, and I will see you back here tomorrow. So until then, stay strong. Later.